All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Happen. We do have to discuss it. So let's get into that with the lead. The lead, as always, is brought to you by our friends at Soho Yeg. You can check them out downtown on Special not Game days, it's half price wings. The game's on a 100 inch screen at the front of the bar. And they have great drink specials as well. Jay, you are along for the Sherwood Ford Giant Game Day edition of the show. Happy holidays. How was your Christmas weekend? Uh, well, first of all, Merry Christmas, Tyler. Christmas weekend was great. Just uh, took it easy with the family at home and really didn't do much. And ate a bunch of food, a bunch of sweets, and got some presents. What's not to like allowed me to forget what happened on the 23rd. You said they laid an egg. Oh. We'll call it a Christmas egg. Uh, and that was... a. Uh, and here we are. How about you? Oh, yeah. I, I had a great weekend. I just sat alone and was miserable about the Oilers game on Friday. I refused to interact with anyone. Um, I'm kidding, <laughs> obviously. Had a great Christmas with the family. But let's talk about that game on Friday because everything was setting up for that to be a, a big moment potentially for the season, right? Like you're home. You're heading into the Christmas break, and it's like, here we go. Giddy up. Hammer the Canucks. They're not a good hockey team. They're starting a guy who only had one other game on the season. And they got off to a fantastic start, which is maybe the most frustrating part of this. Because usually their starts have been killing them. But in the first period, the scoring chances at 5 on 5 were 16 to 3 for the Edmonton Oilers. 16 to 3. The shots at one point were like 10 or 11 to 1 as well. And then they just I don't even know how to describe it properly on air, but they were brutal in the final 20 minutes of that game. Really, the final 40 minutes of that game were not that good. 
Um, it's just remarkable to see them gift a game to the Vancouver Canucks because that shouldn't happen. That cannot happen. <laughs> that's exactly it. We, we go up 2 nothing. and we give up five straight to lose the game to a team that's not that good. In a, in not a must-win situation, but just it just sets up everything nice going into the holidays, coming out of the holidays with the schedule getting tougher, a lot of divisional games. You know, that's just a win that we should have had. It was in our hands, and we just let it go. We Oilered. And when you look when you look back over the last couple of weeks with this hockey team, I mean, the game against St. Louis, you have a power play late in the game up by one. That should have been an easy two points. You blow it. Anaheim, terrible hockey team. You blow it. Vancouver, not a good hockey team. You're up to nothing. You blow it. You don't even get a point in those last two. So that was six points that were just right there for you. Nice and easy. We're all wrapped up nicely under the tree. And you find a way to just get one of those six. It's Oh, man, it's brutal. Um, I, a couple of other things from that game against Vancouver. Uh, I thought it was interesting the way Woodcroft seemed to even out the minutes a little bit at five on five. Like McDavid played 23 minutes and 43 seconds, but about eight minutes of that came either power play shorthanded or when the goalie was out. When you look at the minutes at five on five, it was actually one of their more even games of the season, which I thought was interesting from Woodcroft considering they're heading into a break. They had three days off after that, um, but there just really wasn't a lot to like. I didn't think Stuart Skinner was great. The blue line was not good once again. And yeah, they got 33 shots. And I mentioned how good the scoring chances were in the first, but then they just totally took their foot off the gas in the final 40 minutes. Like in those final 40, I, I think they had what, one or two good scoring chances. It was not good. Oh, it was, we just totally took the foot off the gas. Like we we're already, yeah. you know, on our second plate of Christmas dinner in, in the second player period and just kind of <laughs> timed out. I, I just don't get it. Like we had a weird December. This was a chance to win a game and just go into the holiday season on a good note and just kind of build, get back on the rails coming out of Christmas. And we literally just gave it away. It's, there's obviously something kind of systemic going on with the team. I don't know what it is, you know, and it, I can go on my normal brand rant about defense, but like really these guys just got to get their shit together. Like that's, that's all that needs to happen. We shouldn't be losing the Vancouver Canucks. doesn't matter what our roster construction is. So it's just, you know, we can keep saying it's disappointing. It's disappointing. And we just have to, thankfully, I personally have had a few days to kind of get over it. And now, you know, we got a yeah. big BOA tonight, which is why we're here today. Uh, and we just got to focus on that and get the W and just move on. Like, it's so funny how the, this season's kind of similar to last season. And, you know, we're going to have Evander yeah. King coming back in the lineup probably around the same time that he did in the season last year. And then all of a sudden, maybe that's the galvanizing thing that gets us on this hot run. But right now, what's going on, it ain't it. And we got to get this sorted. We are live, as always, on the Nation Network YouTube, where our light goal today is 47 or sorry yes 47 why because there are 47 games left in the regular season for the Edmonton Oilers and you mentioned same spot as last year our guy Tyler Mulek is in the YouTube chat on the Nation Network drop a like so we can hit our like goal today he says same record as last season through 35 games yes that is correct the Oilers right now are at the exact same point they were 18 15 and 2 that's exactly what they were through 35 games last season. And it's a big stretch of games coming up. What's interesting is looking back at last season and the way that went. In the 15 games following, so games 36 to 50, the Oilers actually had a really good record. They went 10-4-1 in the, in the next 15. But when you look at their like what the actual games were in that span, it's... 
I don't know. I got a bit of a chuckle out of it today. So it started, they lost six, nothing to Florida. And I remember that was a point they got blown out on home ice. And it was like, man, they'd lost to Florida and Ottawa back to back at home over the span of a week. And I was like, oh man, they're firing Tippett now. Like there's no way. I remember going to bed that night being like tomorrow morning, we are getting a coach firing at Edmonton. And we didn't. And the team actually rattled off four straight wins after that with Dave Tippett still as the coach. So they were four, one and then four, one and one because they lost to Ottawa in OT. And it felt like at that point, okay, the Oilers are starting to turn around their season. They went to Washington after that. They beat Washington. They were five, one and one. And I was like, man, they're really starting to piece this together, like finding some momentum. And then they got shut out on home ice against Vegas. And then they lost four, one against Chicago on home ice again. And that is when they finally fired Dave Tippett. They fell to 5-3-1, and one, and then Woodcroft took over, and it was a win, a win, a win, a win, a win. Five straight wins. And that's how the Oilers got to 10-4-1 in that stretch of 15 games. And what I've been saying about this year's Oilers team is that I still think they can be a 100-point club. I think they can get to the same point they did last season, but I said they're going to do it with a more balanced approach than they did last year. And my thinking was they aren't going to have just that putrid stretch of six weeks like they did under Dave Tippett before he got fired. And right now it's kind of getting hard to see the light in a way, Jay, because you look at the numbers of what they need to do now to get to 100 points. They need 62 points in 47 games. They have to go 31 and 16 down the stretch. Basically, winning two out of every three for the rest of the season. That is very difficult to do. And I'll be honest, it's actually kind of hard to be confident in this team right now, considering what we've seen from them over the last four or five games. Like, can they do it? Yes. But it's, <laughs> the hill is getting more difficult to climb. And, you know, we can't afford to go on a six-week skid like we did last year. We're kind of in the midst of one right now where we just can't figure it out. So something's got to come together here, uh, and we just got to start playing better. Like, I know we're saying everyone's got to play better, defense has to play better, but, like, they just got to figure it out. Like, you know, you got Connor and Leon, two best players in the league, and they're just lighting up the league with points. But still even, like, they're not necessarily playing the same. They're chasing trying to, you know, uh, make the game happen. Because with, if they don't, we probably don't have a chance to win. But, like, they're trying too hard. There's maybe passes they shouldn't be making. You know, it's forcing them to yeah. maybe do things maybe they shouldn't do that's causing a lot of turnovers. We know, like, their they're five-on-five isn't the greatest at the moment. Like, these are all things we need to sort out uh, going into the, into the new year here. Because 100 points, like... I saw your tweet, and and I see what the sentiment is uh, across the nation, and it's it is no easy task, but very doable, very doable. I still believe, and I do hope that there's going to be some you know roster changes here to help bolster the lineup coming into playoffs. But like right now, we just can't you know sit on our uh, sit and be complacent and just think playoffs are are a foregone conclusion. Like there is a ton of work to do now. We're not in the best place right now. We're out of a playoff spot. Huge game tonight against Calgary. Must win, get us back in the playoff spot, and then we go play Seattle a couple times. Like, you know, you get through the next 10 days and you, you put in a decent effort and, you know, we can put ourselves in a decent position. That's what's kind of uh, fortunate for us that lies ahead. But we got to go put the work in. We're like Team Canada last night, like trying Ooh. to just skill up and just, you know, got outworked by a team that was more determined than us. And we got we to gotta figure this out, man, because – Every day we're talking about the same things and not seeing a different result and it's driving me crazy. Yeah.
Uh, you were referencing the tweet I put out earlier, and if people want to play along with this question in the chat, feel free. I just said, give me one reason why you think the Oilers still can be a 100-point team this year, and give me one reason why you're the most worried that they can't. And the a lot of it was kind of the same stuff from everyone who replied in the thread. A lot of McDavid and Dreisaitl, because Connor, because Connor, because of McDavid. And a lot of the concerns, like you said, Jay, are just the exact same things that we've been sitting here talking about for the last 35 games. Okay, the blue line isn't good enough. A lot of people saying they're not confident in Ken Holland's ability to get this team what they need in order to sort things out as well. Uh, Jeff gave us a big list on uh, on Twitter. He said in the yes column, because Kane comes back and it strengthens the lineup, Campbell can't get worse than he was in the first 35 games, which I actually think is a decent point in all of this. Yes, he said, because Nurse will come around. We're still holding our breath on that. The reasons he said no, Holland won't upgrade the defense. Skinner gets hurt or his play declines, which again, that's interesting as well. I was looking at the goaltending numbers too, Jay. And Stuart Skinner has started now 20 of the Oilers' 35 games. He has a 290 goals against average. He's got a 911 save percentage. You compare that to Campbell. Obviously, Skinner, the better numbers, but there are 37 games. We know Skinner is starting tonight, so that's one. But out of these last 47 games, how do you think we'll see the goalie workload be split up? Well, I have a question first before I answer that. What is Skinner's numbers the last 10 starts he's had? Well, I'm looking at his last five right now. It was an 862 against Vancouver, an 889 against Dallas, a 765 against Anaheim, then a 906 and a 933 against St. Louis. And Minnie in his last five games, he's allowed, let me do some Urem check math, 16 goals against. So they're slipping. He's slipping like it's he's a 9-11 right now. It's because he was probably 9-30 or 9-40 to, to on the first half of those starts. So he's starting to slide and it's not necessarily Skinner sliding. It's it's just also what's happening in front of him. It's a collective effort. So, yeah, you know, how do they go and split the starts? Like it, it's very important for us to have Campbell going um, for mm-hmm. a lot of reasons. But just, you know, to also take the workload off of Skinner. This is rookie year as a goalie. So, like, and we're riding him hard. And, you know, he's been the better goalie, so we don't have a choice. We have to do it. But, like, you know, at some point, that that's not sustainable. He's still, like, he's still developing. Uh, and we're starting to see it, actually. He's starting to slide a bit. So this is where Campbell's got to come in as the veteran and just kind of take the net back for a bit or maybe go in a 50-50 situation but also a 50-50 situation that the team in front of them can feel confident about because we also play differently in front of each goalie. It's so weird to see. Um, and that's another thing we need to solve. So, you know, going into the home stretch, yeah, you would like, ideally, you might like to see 50-50 or even maybe go 60-40 Campbell versus Skinner. But the reality is, is we need wins. So whatever's working has got to, that's who's starting. And that's the unfortunate situation we're in right now. Yeah. Looking ahead at what's uh, what's coming for the Oilers, Mainlander Tim, love seeing you in the chat live. He says they're still a 100-point team, still play the Ducks and Sharks a lot. But, I, I mean... <laughs> Can we beat the Ducks? But, so that's the thing. And Eric followed up, said playing bad teams means nothing for the Oilers. Like, the reality is they have just as good of a shot as beating the Colorado Avalanche on any given night as they do of beating the Coyotes or the Ducks or the Sharks or whoever you want to throw in them from that perspective. Like... I mean, playing bad teams just means jack whatever. Like, it, it's meaningless for Edmonton. 
I, uh, I don't know why that's our brand, man. It's been our brand for so long. Why do we stoop down to these teams? Or we're always catching teams that are on just like the worst streaks and we're the ones that they they break uh, break their streaks against. Or we get rookie like four-string goalies that we just can't score. Like we had Dahlia the other night and then we had the Ducks goalie, whoever the hell his name is, a, you know, a week before that. And we just, we can't crack it. Like it's, it's just... It's mind blowing. Like you sit there, like I literally, I'm I'm over getting like really upset because like then my life is just not in a good place. Like I just laugh now. Like it's comical when we lose to the Ducks. It's comical when we blow a two nothing lead after the first and lose five two to the Canucks. Like you got to sit back and just be like like this this is a joke, right? Like we are the better team, and I just it's 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 hilarious, Tyler. That's the only way I can phrase it because yeah. I can't. I can't say it's 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 rage inducing anymore. And and maybe that's a reason to be positive about this team, right? Maybe you sit there and you go, okay, you somehow blow that weird game against the Blues. You put up fifty shots on the Ducks. You somehow lose. You blow one against the Canucks, which is just wildly uncharacteristic of the Oilers to play that bad in the second and third period. Usually, it's the first that kills them. And maybe it's like, hey, eventually they'll just go on a run where breaks start going their way in some of these games and tonight would be a hell of a spot for that to happen it's the oilers versus the flames the final battle of alberta of the season which means it's the final boa short for giant game day edition of the show as well shout out to our friends at short Ford. they got their mobile service system which is absolutely fantastic and we have a link in the youtube bio for today's show as well if you want to find out more shout out to our friends at sherwood ford the giant the calgary flames jay they're maybe starting to piece things together they're four two and four in their last 10 games but they're coming off a road trip that was really solid, going 3-0-1 as they took on the Sharks twice, the Ducks, and the Kings. And you could sit there and say, hey, well, they played some bad teams. Yep, but they got the job done against those bad teams, which again, is something you do right now. The Flames are scoring a ton of as well. They're doing it with depth. In that four-game road trip, they had multi -goal, multiple goals from Lucci, Kadri, Lindholm, Dubé, and Tyler Toffoli. They're getting depth scoring. They're playing a mean style of hockey, which you know Daryl Sutter loves. This Flames team is maybe starting to piece things together. And what's most important for them is the man between the pipes and Jacob Markstrom, who in his last three starts has only allowed seven goals against. He's had a 900 or better save percentage in two of those three games as well. Markstrom's starting to piece things together, although we know the Oilers love lighting him up. The Flames are getting some depth scoring. Calgary starting to play good, but still the Oilers are only a point behind them in the Pacific Division standings. All of that is to say the Oilers need to play good tonight against a good opponent, and this is a big game in the standings. 100%. Like you hope Markstrom, who's been on a bit of a heater, is feeling a little confident, but is starting to, you know, this is the beating the Oilers, the true test for him to see if he uh, has actually improved his play for the season. So maybe mentally he... He maybe overthinks this a little bit. Connor and Leon are just living in the Markstrom kitchen right now, cooking us all a delicious plate of eggs and bacon and peanut butter toast. But uh, <laughs> the reality is Calgary's starting to figure it out. And, you know, they a bunch of new roster people had to find their way to gel in. But, you know, when the team subscribes and plays Daryl Sutter hockey, like, they are tough to play against. And that, unfortunately, is not our brand. We are not tough to play against. We just like to, our brand is to try to outscore our mistakes. 
Um, and, you know, thankfully Markstrom's a net, so that might be a, a boost of mental positivity for the Oilers roster uh, going into this game. But we got to come in with some assertion and a level of intensity uh, to, to, to be able to match with Calgary because, you know, they're going to be coming for us because, you know, we came and embarrassed them in the Dome uh, last BOA, came yeah. back and won. And, you know, like I said, this one's been probably put on the calendar for many reasons. Um, so, Oilers are in tough, but I believe always I'll be betting accordingly. Um, they're plus on the road, so I love that. But uh, they got to figure it out. They got to. They got to be tough. They have to. They just have to. They got to outwork these guys because they're gonna bring. They're bringing their lunch pails to the Saddle Dome today. We can get to Flames. the lineup for the Calgary Flames tonight. I mentioned they've mixed it up a little bit, going with a more balanced approach in their top nine. Elias Lindholm with Dylan Dubé and Tyler Toffoli is their top line. Nazem Kadri with Jonathan Huberto and Milan Lucic is the second line for the Calgary Flames. That's going to be a tough second line to play against. Michael Backlund with Blake Coleman and Andrew Mangiapane. Trevor Lewis with Adam Rizicka and Brett Ritchie. The D pairings for the Flames are Hannafin with Anderson, Uyghur with Tanev, Zadorov with Michael Stone, and we already said that uh, Jacob Markstrom's getting the start tonight. The Flames relatively healthy. The only regular they're missing is Oliver Shillington. Uh, for the Edmonton Oilers, their lineup tonight is actually staying pretty consistent to what we saw before the Christmas break. Hyman with McDavid and Pugliarvi, Dreisaitl with Fogel and Yamamoto, Nugent Hopkins with Yanmark and Costin, and actually that trio, Nuge, Costin, Yanmark, played more together than any other trio in the game against Vancouver. McLeod with Holloway and Derek Ryan. Holloway and Derek Ryan were the only forwards to be under nine minutes in ice time against the Vancouver Canucks. The D pairings, it's Nurse with CeCe, Kulak with Barry, Nima Linen with Evan Bouchard. And starting between the pipes tonight is Stuart Skinner. Jay, you were wondering what his numbers were in his last 10 games. He is 5-4-1 with a 9.02 save percentage and a 3.01 goals against average. So his numbers are slipping, but hopefully Stuart Skinner can get things back on track because you think back to that last game at the Saddle Dome, he was actually really good in that game. Maybe his numbers weren't the prettiest, but thinking back, he had some big, big stops. Yeah. Um, I, I like that we're spreading it out a bit, but you know what? I think Nuge needs to play the wing. I think he's got to be the yeah. second line winger. Like that's, we're paying him to be a winger now. You know, he adds, I, I, I think I, it'll make playing with like that Leon line way better. And that's just an issue of kind of the depth that we're, that we have on the rosters that we should, like we actually should move Nuge to the third line to kind of spread it out. But in reality, that's an issue because he shouldn't be there. He should be on the second, he should be a second line winger. Uh, and, you know, as I just kind of get deeper and keep thinking about kind of how this roster is laid out, that's an issue, but it is what it is. So <laughs> uh, I, I, I love, I, like, Costin's becoming a fan favorite. He does, you know, the things that we like to see. Uh, line can continue to bring energy. Yanmark's a smart, serviceable player, so I don't mind the line. It's just, why is Fogel with Dreisaitl? That's I, I just he's get, scoring a get, little bit there though, a little yeah a, a little and I guess that's why you keep it but like I keep it on a short leash. We're better yeah, if Nuge is your second line. We're a better team if Nuge is your second line winger, and we got to figure out the rest of the bottom six. 
I what I would do because again, Nuge is scoring at nearly a forty goal pace, or he is scoring at a forty goal pace this season. And I think you need to play him with skill. You owe it to him to play him with some more skill. I would flip Hyman to the right side of that top line and go Nuge McDavid Hyman, and then I'd go. I'd keep Drysaddle Fogel Yamamoto for now because I think it's actually working okay. And then I'd go McLeod with Costin and Yanmark. And I mean, the chat is talking about how they don't like uh, Pugliarvi on the top line. I'd almost go Pugliarvi, Holloway, and Ryan as the fourth line. And, you know, Ryan takes the draws and Holloway plays center once the puck hits the ice. And that's the way I'd go about it right now. You would basically be running. A, it'd be a pretty clear-cut McDavid, top McDavid six, bottom six. Together? Why not? McDavid together is fantastic. Yeah. And well, and, and you got <laughs> that line's a juggernaut at that point. Uh, and then it just yeah. makes the second line still a little bit watered down. But you're right. Fogel's hot. Like, he's he's been he's been – Bill pull the trigger and he had a good goal there the other game. Leon set him up nice and he was able to yep. to tee off on that. And that's important. That's good for his confidence. But, you know, on our roster, Fogel should be a contributing third line player. Um, and the issue is, is he's only contributing kind of in the top six. But yeah, it's I'm just I'm just sorry, I'm just staring at the lineup and I'm yeah, <laughs> trying to fix uh, the problem yeah, yourself. Let's go with it, right? Like, let's see what uh, what kind of comedy we have tonight. Hopefully, it's it's one that ends in a win. Mm-hmm. Adam is in in the chat. Says hot takes. Special teams will determine this game tonight. The Oilers' penalty kill will absolutely need to be better tonight if they want that to happen. Their power play never any concerns with that, uh, but it's their PK that's been a huge black hole for them recently. Chris is in. Says faux goal or hollow goal. Would be nice, yeah. I don't mind uh, that at all. Genesis wants to see it. Yeah, Genesis wants to see Fogel get one again tonight. He got that goal against Dallas, and it was a big one. It feels like Fogel's been a big goal kind of guy this year too. Just thinking back through when he has scored, like against Tampa, he had that shorthanded marker that got him off the Schneid, and that was a big momentum creator for them in that hockey game. And then he scored the big winner against uh, the Dallas Stars as well. So. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, the Oilers coming off a game again where they were up 2-0 after the first, just the second time this season they have lost when trailing after the first period. Uh, someone named Breakup Boost is in the chat. Tyler, watching with my dad, Richard, he wants to know if you think they should trade Darnell for a uh, uh, 2 by $4 million D-man. No, you can't trade Darnell Nurse. Um, we laughed about this in the office the other day. Like, You've committed to Darnell Nurse. You're paying him a boatload of money, and you signed him for a reason. He's a part of your core, drafted and developed top four D-man. And if you think trading him is a decent idea, um, you you think what Connor McDavid's reaction would be when you sit him down and say, hey, Connor, we're trading Darnell Nurse for a $4 million D-man. Wouldn't be a good one. Well, well, well let's stop it there. The other team that's trading the $4 million D-man is going to say no to the trade. So that's the reality. Well, that too. Yeah. Um, it's just not... It, you need Darnell Nurse to play through this. That is the unfortunate reality of the situation. It's that's it. Mm-hmm. He's professional. He's got <laughs> a to lot figure of pe- it out. He got his ticket. He's got to figure it out. A lot of people in the chat have high hopes for Clem Costin in his first battle of Alberta as an Edmonton Oiler. Um, someone was saying maybe he'll put Kadri out of the game. I don't hate that either. But let's get to our short for giant keys to victory for tonight's hockey game. And I will start. And this kind of relates to the clean cost and thing. But the Oilers need to be hard to play against at five on five tonight. You need to make life miserable on the Calgary Flames D-man. If you're Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, 
That means skill it up. Make their life hell when you're zipping the puck around the offensive zone and just wearing them out that way. If you are, I'd argue, almost anyone else on this roster, make their life difficult by hitting them every time you're within a stick length of them. No flybys, four-check, finish all your checks as well. That will create turnovers. That will create zone time. That will create offensive chances. My big key to victory is to play hard at five on five against the Calgary Flames because this is a team that's outshot the opposition at five on five in seven consecutive hockey games. They've been good at five on five recently. You got to hammer them and win that battle. That is my big key to victory, Jay. Yeah, you know, we're not going to win the physical battle against Calgary. You you went through the lineup. There is a lot of meat there. So, like, out hitting yeah. them is not going to be the area where we win that game. Yes, finish your checks uh, and, you know, try to knock pucks loose and break up cycles and do all those things to try to slow them down. But where we need to be on the skill side is skill but speed. This is what this is what won us the BOA playoff series. It was our speed. So we got to come out hot. We got to start on time. So we got to, you know, I hope everyone's feeling light now. They've, you know, had their Christmas dinner and they were able to kind of walk it off yesterday. But uh, they, we have to bring speed to this game to have a chance, a real good chance to, to whoop the, the Flames because that's where they can't keep up. So uh, if everyone's skating, I feel like we've got a good chance. Same thing, like you said, Tyler, five on five, plenty of proof. You know, I think we just kind of start game and we are bringing the speed. You know they're going to be physical. That's going to that means going to be penalties. We're going to be drawing penalties um, against Calgary, and we got to just make sure our power play shows up um, against them tonight. And then just you know do a decent job on the PK and just stay disciplined. I think those would be my keys for the game. I don't think I know um, going into this BOA. On the YouTube chat, we are 12 likes away from our like goal today. So if you're watching on the Nation Network YouTube, hammer that like button so we can get up to 47 for today's show. A bunch of keys to victory here in the chat. Mainlander Tim says score more than three goals. Yeah, uh, that's probably a pretty good one. Uh, or just sorry, he says allow three or less goals. Yes, defensively, the Oilers need to be better. Uh, Chris says high-end talent goes sicko mode. I don't mind that one as either. Uh, McKay, I like this one from McKay. Honestly, I'd like to see more emotion from everyone. Work your ass off in forecheck, score, and yell like it's the Stanley Cup winner. We need to play more hungry. I've been saying that for a long time. This team needs to play with a bit more desperation and emotion. And, you know, Derek Ryan scores the other day, and damn right, he's fired up. That was a big goal. And sometimes we see the French guys score and they get nice and fired up. I think everyone should. I know sometimes maybe for Connor and Leon, it's a little bit boring to, you know, score your 25th goal in 35 games or whatever the hell the two of them are doing because they're on an amazing run. But I think that seeing the big guns play with a little bit more emotion and get mad or when things are going well, get really into it and fired up. I think that has a bit of a trickle-down effect on the rest of the roster. The Oilers need to play with more emotion tonight. Someone else said it was Epiphany who said, key to the game, start on time. If you are not getting up for this hockey game tonight, you shouldn't be in the NHL. You shouldn't be an Edmonton Oiler. If you are not fired up from the second you step on the ice for warm-ups in that building tonight, you should be on waivers tomorrow morning. Like They need to play with some serious emotion in this hockey game. I, uh, we got to find our chip. Like, what's our why? Like, what's yeah. our motivation? And, and and the chip is that, like, everyone just thinks we're a two-man team. Like, Connor and Leon are doing their thing. They're getting their points. And, yeah, you know what? They need to play a little bit better in the sense of 
stop giving the puck away. Yes, they're scoring in droves and they're setting records and they're on crazy paces. Like, it's fantastic. But, like, that's going to motivate the rest of the squad. Like, the Oilers aren't just yeah. a two-man team. Like, that should be their mantra. And everyone should be paying, playing collectively to try to prove everyone wrong, even though, you know, the reality is we are a two-man team. Uh, well, that's a lie. We're a five-man team. Um, but that should be, that should be the motivation. Like, you know, this is like Vegas golden Knights. They, they're the misfits. They're a bunch of third liners. And like, that's what bonded them together. And they just played really hard and they went really far. So, you know, we got to find that why, uh, for us to get, uh, back on the rails this season to motivate everyone. Um, and that should also, you know, piss off Connor and Leon, like they're leaders of this team. Like it's a team effort so do what you need to do to pick up your team like that's your chip like get everyone going get everyone fired up you're right there's no energy like you know me like i love saying where's the fire there's no fire right now on anyone and we got to get that yeah. like that like that's what motivates you to go that next level you know to you know to chase that puck down to to do the thing when you're exhausted to to try to save break up a play like these are all the things we need, uh, you know, to have to to beat good teams and also beat crappy teams. Like, <sighs> yes, um, very good point. I could rant on it forever, um, <laughs> but uh, I'm 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 excited for tonight because you know they put in a good effort, they get a win, and you know then we feel better about going into the new year. Like we got we have an interesting schedule coming up. You know, Seattle twice here right yeah. away. We play the Jets, who are really good. Like these are good matchups for us. Um, to kind of see where we're really at and also make some moves in the standings. So find your fire, boys. Find the fire. My little key to victory, and some people said it in the chat, you need everyone to be contributing. You need 12 forwards all doing their job. But also against the Calgary Flames, ah, Connor McDavid's pretty good. 51 points in 36 regular season games in his career for number 97 against the Flames. He scored that big goal off the Markstrom turnover the last time they met. The little key to victory is, ah, you know, get two points, Connor. It'll go a long way if Connor McDavid gets two points. He gets some depth scoring as well. That's all important. But a big performance from the big guns tonight. I won't complain. It's a big divisional game. It's going to be a tight one. This is... you could jump into a play the Calgary Flames tonight. It's not the worst thing in the world if the big guns have a big night, is all I'm saying. So that's my little key to victory. Everyone play with emotion, well, but McDavid and Dryasaddle also kind of do your thing tonight, you know? Well, they should show up. Like, this is an important game. Yeah. Like, exactly what you just said. They win, they're in the playoffs. Like, they're in the playoff spot. So, like, that should be Connor's motivation. Connor, but the thing with us is that we're reliant on Connor to ha have any two or three points a night to win games. Like, mm -hmm. of course, in a big game like this, Connor shows up and gets two or three points because that's what Connor McDavid does. He steps up, big games, big situations, and he's the game breaker. Like that's why he makes twelve and a half million dollars. So like, there's no, you know, there, there, there's <laughs> there's nothing to be embarrassed about that. So yeah, Connor, go and go and level up, and then everyone just like subscribe to this energy that Connor McDavid is when he's out there, and just everyone just follow suit and do your part. You don't have to score tonight to contribute. You have to remember that. Like, it's a 12-man roster. It's, we don't need to have everyone scoring tonight. But go and get your guy. You know, break up that play. Do not give up on the play. Keep, just pay attention and just keep moving your feet. Everyone, if you do that, that's a team effort. And if Connor happens to get five points tonight, that's fantastic. That's exciting. But who cares? We get a W. And that's what we need tonight. We are four likes away from hitting our like goal on the Nation Network YouTube. So if you're watching along there, hammer that little thumbs up button for us so we can get our goal. Uh, Jay? Two points for Connor McDavid. I could see that happening. 
maybe the Oilers win as well. Let's talk about where we're laying our money in our Betway bets of the game tonight. Well, for me, I'm doing two things. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yep, there, there's a bumper. There's a bumper. Uh, what too, do you I'm like? I'm too excited, yeah. Uh, well, Connor loves the Flames, uh, and so does Dry. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably going to – I don't know if I'm going to parlay the win with two points, um, but I probably will because I love chasing the juice. Uh, so probably do the two – it's probably going to be over six. So I'm going to go Oilers over six and a half, Connor two points with a light little sprinkle, and I'm going to go heavy on the money line, plus 125. That's juicy enough. Um, so I'm going to go big on the money line tonight and uh, see if I can win back some of the money I lost uh, to on the Canucks game. Yeah. Enough. Yeah, I'm Funny with you enough. on that. Uh, the Oilers. The Oilers plus 125 on the money line. Like you said, I like that spot. Plus 190 in regulation. And if you want to get really juicy with this one, the Oilers minus a goal and a half is plus 260. Betway has a big selection of pre-built bets, including, uh, you know, maybe you want to throw a little Oilers to win. Connor McDavid, two plus points, a plus 225. I think that is a pretty solid spot in this hockey game. Um, there's some big juicy ones as well. Oilers to win. Leon to score and over six and a half at six to one. I might be targeting that as well. Also, because it's my favorite bet, Zach Hyman over three and a half shots. I'm uh, taking that one today. It's paying out minus 110. He's been crushing it consistently. I'm not worried about him not hitting that one at this point. It seems like most games he's getting a ton of chances. He missed it last game, but he does not miss it two in a row. So Hyman, shot prop. And uh, I like the Oilers on the money line as well. Tonight, it's the holiday season. And again, this Oilers team is unpredictable. They play bad teams, they play bad. They play good teams, they play great. Doesn't make sense, but... That's the way it goes. Uh, shout out to our friends at Betway 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Jake likes Oilers plus one and a half. McDavid goal and a Nuge power play point. Tyler Mulek is in with the bag milk special over one and a half power play goals tonight. And I think that one could hit as well. We could probably see a handful of power plays in this one for either side. So over one and a half power play goals, probably a pretty safe bet as well. Shout out to our friends at Betway. As always, they're your spot if you want to lay a little coin on the hockey game tonight. If you have a little extra coin laying around and you want to do some Boxing Day shopping, maybe you want to hit up our friends at the Sports Closet, sportscloset.ca. They do have some Boxing Day specials on, so you can check them out there. You can go in-store, St. Albert Mall, Sherwood Park Mall, and Kingsway Mall. Maybe you want to pick up a, a fresh jersey. Your favorite player, I got a nice Leon dry saddle behind me hanging up. Maybe you want some of that new reverse retro gear. If it wasn't under the tree on Christmas, they got specials. Boxing Day special, sportscloset.ca. All right, Jay, it's a 7 o'clock puck drop tonight. That's actually kind of nice. It feels like a Saturday night because it's the middle of the holiday season and nothing makes sense right now. Time is standing still, but 7 o'clock puck drop tonight between the Oilers and the Flames. Uh, Enjoy the hockey game. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.